0: Like train coming round the bend. Go on, Ken, folks, tell your mom and them. Chugga-lugger, chugga-lugger, chugga a. Who the big black that coming through to you. Boy, you done fell and bumped your head. Uh-huh, that's
1: what you said. People say it's impossible, not probable, too radical. But I already been on the CMA. He tells him a growl, said he likes the change, said he likes the way. My hiccup sounds and the way the crowd screams when I thawks the ground.
0: I'm thinking black, clickety-clack, and I make the train jump the track like that. My voice is your choice that you wanted to hear Southern boy making noise with a buffalo rose Less cinnamon bone as you might have known See me riding into town like a desperado With a big belt buckle The cowboy with bottle All over the world wide web You'll see download CBC on the MP3 Speak clearly what I'm saying so you comprehend If the never for Hiccup Radio Tune in, rolling like thunder On the scene. It's kind of hard to describe if you know what I mean I'm never going to be the hardest of the rubbish hard rock, But I'm moving at the box. Still got you jumping at your socks from Texas Here I come, moving your body with the face kick drum
1: Some of that. all right hey how y'all doing out there this monday afternoon hope everybody's having a great day you're listening to let's talk on blog talk radio i'm your host in the house okay let's let's get some things straight here all right there we go all right anyway once again welcome to the show oh man we got a good show for you planned today we have a great show planned for you today actually um, make you think a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We decided we wanted you to think a little bit today because I've been thinking, man, and whoo, there's a lot to think about. i tell you, but before we get into all that, let me go ahead and tell you how to uh, be a part of the show. If you want to comment on anything that we're talking about or give your perspective, the easiest way is just call me at three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. You can also email me at eric let Let's L E T S talk at gmail dot com um, on Instagram at Eric Let's Talk and uh Twitter. Yeah, we're on Twitter as well. Uh that's Eric no, that's driven for F O R life sixty two on Twitter. And of course, Eric, let's talk on Facebook as well. So those are all the ways you can talk to me today. And I I do really look forward to hearing from you because we got some good stuff going on today. We really do. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. Um, So anyway, let's get you another song here real quick. Uh, Let's see. Uh, You know what? We're going to bypass that. We, we, we just played two songs. We're going to play any more songs. Oh, yeah. By the way, the songs that were played with Michael Jackson, Black and White, and Cowboy Troy, I played Chicken with the Train. <laughs> I know how many people play Chicken with the Train. I don't know. But anyway, Cowboy Troy said he did it. But if you listen to the words, he was trying to explain something else. Okay, so today is Monday, right? Yep. Yeah the 18th of January, 2021. And uh, today has been set aside for the celebration of a man named Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. Um, Whatever subtitle, I mean, no titles you want to put on the front, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, And Martin was a very interesting man. If you go back and study Martin Martin, he had a very unique way of of thinking about how uh, the African-American community could battle racism and white supremacy. And as I thought of more about this, the question came to my mind, and that's why I got the, the, the title for the show today, Looking for Answers. If we've been protesting right now, just from my time on earth, since Martin Luther King Jr. And here we are in 2021, and we still protesting. Is there such thing as when uh, enough protesting? Is, is there a thing as the next step after protest, after protest, after protest? So those, that that is the question or the answers I'm looking for today. Hence the title of the show, Looking for Answers. Because you think about the violence that takes place during riots. And only thing we see is the aftermath, the damage. We don't see, uh, we don't see, uh, 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 how it got started, who was the first person to break into the glass. We don't see any of that. The only thing we see afterwards is the violence and the damage, because that's what's shown to us. And I started thinking, I'm like, if every protest, whether it starts peacefully or not, ends in, now, Let's go back for a moment, because I guess I'm going to have to clarify some stuff. When I say protest, I mean huge, large crowds. Okay, now I know some of you have you in your cities and your towns, and everything goes fine. But I'm talking about in the big, major cities. If every large protest ends in uh, violence, looting, death sometime, what is the answer beyond protesting? What is the answer? I find it interesting that the way the last 2020 went and the way 2021 has started is interesting that, you know, today is Martin Luther King's day, because his birthday was actually on the 15th, I believe, and he preached no nonviolence in the protest. I had a chance to watch Selma this morning because it just happened to be on. I said, oh, how, you know, how? what a coincidence here. And I watched that. And the scene when they were finna go over the the, 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 the bridge the, in Selma the first time, and he told them, okay, we're going to get hit. You're going to get beat. Don't move. Don't move. And I thought about that. I said, how many of us today would be willing to just stand there and take a beating like that? Because we're practicing nonviolence. And I had to be honest with myself. Well, I was like, Oh, heck no. Because after the first lick is on it's on. Now, I know we all have our fight or flight. You know uh, um, mechanisms, but I would have to fight. But that brings me to another interesting point. They have made there there was such a push to have Martin Luther King's day made it a federal holiday, but nobody thought about Malcolm X because the narrative on Malcolm X was he was a revolutionary because he he started out as part of the Nation of Islam. Man- well, he finished as Nation of Islam, but he was a devout viral follower of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad until he found out other things were going on. But it's interesting that all we hear about is Martin Luther King Jr., and we continue to, to, to let our children be taught falsehoods about Mar- about Malcolm X. Because Malcolm didn't really preach violence. He didn't. Malcolm taught retaliation. Basically what Malcolm said, I don't have no problem with standing there talking to you. But when you, you raise your hand to hit me, then I'm just not going to stand there and take it. Now, when you think about that and think about everything that's going on today here in this country, as far as uh, protests, riots, whatever you want to call it, you think, what 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 is the right thing to do now? As I said, you know, since the 60s. Over
2: basically the same thing,
1: but yet protests haven't uh, given no answers, have they? Then you always have the violence, as I mentioned before. But is it is the violence a a a a a a a way to turn the narrative from a positive thing to a negative thing and slow down the movement or whatever being, um, protested. Can we say that happens? And then once that happens, you have some opportunists that come in and take advantage of that situation. Now the complete narrative and support for whatever movement that is has changed. It's no longer that it was a peaceful uh, a peaceful uh, uh, protest. It's no longer that you know they're fighting for equal rights or police reform. They are tearing up their own cities. They're tearing up their own neighborhoods. And I've been one to 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 yell that same thing because on on the top of it, that's what it looks like. Now, am I saying? It's a good thing? No, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is you have to look at certain pieces pieces of this thing and understand that it is not as it seems. Yes, Martin talked about peace. Martin talked about, you know, basically turning other cheap. Malcolm said, no, I don't know about the turning other cheap thing because we've turned the other cheek many a times. And here we are, 2021, going through the same thing. But I I, I believe this generation that is coming up now has has looked at the history of peaceful protests and the way uh, their parents, grandparents have been treated and have said, no more. No more. You know, and, and, and as I thought about the protests and I thought about the, the violence in protests, I had to go back and, and look at some things. You know, I had to go, let's go back in history and look at some things. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Rosewood. Black Axe Saturday in Jacksonville, Florida. You know, everybody's seen the footage of, of Selma. Even Wilmington, North Carolina in 1898, when a group of white men burned down black businesses, okay, and forced a whole government to resign at one time because they were black, and some whites, majority black. But if you look at, at the, 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 the ideology behind it, it was the same that we saw uh, on the sixth of January with those individuals that decide to storm the Capitol. We saw the same thing. Their country. They're want their country. So we protest, we march in the streets, we have our slogans, you know, during the day everything's fine. Then later on, there's a whole bunch of nonsense going on. And the narrative is African-Americans are doing the damage to their own neighborhood. But is that true? Not necessarily. You know, I I went and tried to find uh, statistics on the arrest ratio as far as ethnicity. And the only thing it says is arrest. It doesn't say anything else. And I I found that very, very um, interesting, peculiar to even say that. Now, maybe I don't have the, 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 the clearance to go a little deeper, but anytime I found it, it just says arrest. 133 arrests were made. Uh, blah, 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 blah. But on the, in a country that is set in ethnicity or race for some of you, why wouldn't they break it down that way? Maybe because what is truth will not show up. We'll show up, and they don't want you to know that. Yeah. So the question, once again, is what is the answer, y'all? We have a history that shows, you know, that this country has been formed on violence. Whether it's peaceful, unpeaceful, it's just violence. There was a a, a survey I saw online as I was researching some of this stuff. And the question was, are blacks more violent than whites? Now, (laughs) it, it was a very interesting survey, to say the least. I'm trying to find it here. Yeah. Here's what the survey said. Are black people more violent than people of other races? Now, let me show you what some of these people think. 87% said yes. 87% believe that black people are more violent than any other races. Oh my goodness. This this the things science says they are. African Americans possess a gene that is linked with violent behavior. The gene contributes to the regulation of the amounts of manine oxidized in the individual's brain. This enzyme affects levels of neurotransmitters that are known to play an important role in modulating emotion and behavior such as dopamine serotonin and norepinephrine or something like that that's just one thing and they're trying to use science to say blacks are more valid if you ever notice a, a, a protest where there's a large amount of african-americans or people other races uh hold on okay um it is uh, interesting that there's always a large force, police force present, decked out in riot gear, what have you. And you see that all the time. It makes you wonder. But anyway, I just thought I- I'd share that. Um, MJ Carr says, Where is that article? That oh, okay, the one I just told you about uh, huh. i I'll get it for you and and put it in the chat room, okay I sure will um, but martin martin um was an interesting man because he he'd been hit upside the head he's been he went to jail a couple of times and yet he nonviolence nonviolence you know he gave a, a speech the quest for peace and justice December 11 1964 I know some of y'all probably wasn't born then but it's okay <laughs> and he said um, violence as a way of achieving racial justice is both impractical and immoral I am not unmindful of the fact that violence often brings about monetary results. Nations have frequently won their independence in battle, but in spite of temporary victories, violence never brings permanent peace. It solves no social problem. it merely creates a new and more comp- creates new and more complicated ones. Violence is impractical because it is a descending spiral ending in destruction for all. It is immoral because it seeks and humiliate the opponent rather than win his understanding. It seeks to annihilate rather than convert. Violence is immoral because it thrives on hatred rather than love, community, and makes brotherhood impossible. It leaves society in monologue rather than dialogue. Violence ends up defeating itself. It creates bitterness in the survivors and brutality in the destroyers. In a real sense, nonviolence seeks to redeem the spiritual and moral moral lag that I spoke of earlier as the chief dilemma of modern man. It seeks to secure moral ends through moral means. Nonviolence is a powerful and just weapon. Indeed, it is a weapon unique to history. (laughs) <laughs> uh which cuts without wounding and enables the man who wields it. He went on to say, I believe in this method because I think it is the only way to reestablish broken community. It is the method which seeks to implement the just law by appalling appealing to the conscience of the great decent majority who through blindness fear pride and irrationality have allowed their consciences to sleep the nonviolence resistors can summarize their message in the following simple terms we will take direct action against injustice despite the failure of governmental and other official agencies to act first we'll, we will not obey unjust laws or submit to unjust practices we do we will do this peacefully Openly, cheerfully, because our aim is to persuade we adopt the means of the nonviolence because our end is a community at peace with itself. We will try to persuade with our words, but if our words fail, we will try to persuade with our acts. We will always be willing to talk and seek fair compromise but we are ready to suffer when necessary and even risk our lives to become witness to truth as we see it. Okay. So that was one little thing there from, from, from Martin. Um, and if you think about it, then and you think about now, a lot of that has changed as far as the way, um, African-Americans are thinking, especially this younger generation. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't it? Um, M.K. Carl says, yeah, but you'll never hear a journalist, reporter, or politician educate people with that quote because they won't need to see violence in order to further their agenda. I agree with you. I agree with you, M.J. I surely do. Um yeah, so when we look at Martin, that that's basically what Martin stood for, and majority of his speeches um, and sermons are around along those lines. Except for there, there was one um, interview he did, and it's not played often. You know, a lot of people don't even know he said it. But Martin was really troubled and, and began to understand that. There was a problem with integrating. He said it himself. He may have made a mistake pushing so much for integration. It's out there on YouTube if you want to find it. Yeah. So not only was he preaching one thing, but at the end, he began to feel a certain way about this nonviolence. Directed toward people of color. (laughs) <laughs> okay, MJ. Um so that 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 is something um I think when when you talk about Martin Luther King, you have to understand that just as when Malcolm after Malcolm made his pilgrimage over to Mecca, he came back looking at the world in a totally different way. Now, he didn't change his way, uh, his thought patterns of uh, retaliation, but he did begin to uh, understand that everybody of a different skin color is not as bad as made to seem. Now, these just my takes on these things. You know, there's, um, I don't know how many of you out there read Malcolm X. Um Autobiography, You know, I was lucky my mom gave it to me at um, a, a young age. and But there was a piece of that 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 wasn't included, and it, it was called the Negro Chapter. This is Malcolm Book. And it was very interesting uh, what he said. He said, the black man here in America is every way he can be looked at and examined is in a pitiful state of sickness, sick economically, politically, mentally, socially, and spiritually. Here is this sick, Christianity-duped, white man-duped, brainwashed race today, sitting and kneeling, kneeling in at the bottom of the ladder, looking up and hollering, I'm just as good as you at the second and third and fourth generation immigrants who are now the first-class citizens and the aristocrats of this so-called melting pot country. That's what Malcolm said. And with Dr. King actually beginning to question his push for integration, they kind of came together a little bit. Of course, Malcolm went a little deeper than what Martin was thinking that the one afternoon, but basically they're saying the same thing. Now, King, and this was 1958. King say, "We will march. We will match your capacity to inflict suffering with our capacity to endure suffering." In other words, hey, we take all the beatings you can give because we're going to stand there and we're going to take it. We will meet your physical force with soul force. We will not hate you. We will not hate you. But yet we always present it with hate. We have been taught to hate. that hate is so great, we hate ourselves within our own. I'm a kid to keep going. But we cannot in all good conscience obey your unjust laws. Do to us what you will, and we will still love you. Bomb our homes and threaten our children. Send your hooded perpetrators of violence into our communities and drag us out on some wayside road, beating us and leaving us half dead, and we will still love you. But we will soon wear you down by our capacity to suffer. And in winning our freedom, we will appeal to your heart and conscience so that we will win you in the process. Now looking at that and the and the period that he was in, that seemed kind of far fetched. Okay? That 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 really was. And even in twenty twenty one some portions of that is still far fetched now we know that that there's individuals out there that will kill and and leave us by the side of the road heck they don't even do that now they put on uh some of them put on police uniforms we've seen it But how are we going to – how is just marching – see, and once again, I'm still stuck on this, this protesting, marching, marching, marching. But when does marching become enough and another step needs to be taken? And if so, what is that step? I guess that is the question. What is that step? But I'm not going to bore y'all too much longer with with this stuff. I'm going to take this call right here, and uh, <laughs> we're going to continue this conversation. Hey, if you want to add anything or comment on something, give me a call, 347-838-8622. Hey, I'm Mr. Talk, you on Blog Talk Radio. Talk to me. All right? Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here, and what you got for me? Hello, Triple One, are you there? Okay. I guess somebody just tuned in and hit the wrong button. Okay. Call you back later. All right. so. (laughs) So we're marching. We're marching. We're chanting. We know what's going on now, but we've been doing this for years. We have been doing this for years. And where are we? What has it gotten us? Huh? What has it gotten us? Okay, let me take this other call here. Let's see. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. What do you have for
3: me? Yeah, well hey. I think there's two two things that I wanted to bring up. You said number one that uh you said that uh the situation then and now is is the same and I don't think it is. Because okay. the difference was when we were when, – when our people were protesting and walking and marching when Martin was alive, uh-huh. we were doing it – it was being done to the death because there was nothing else. Back then, the black man could not be guaranteed a lawyer. Back then, the black man could not be guaranteed that he could be protected by the same law enforcement that was protecting the whites. A black back then, a black woman, okay, could be raped, beaten, and or killed, and there would be no recourse, much less remorse, in that area. And that's but today, okay, now we have all of the rights and privileges. Well, at least on paper, we do. We have all the rights and privileges that Martin and others died for. But we're not using them, okay? I mean, okay. nobody's been promised anything. Even in the best of circumstances, there is no promise that just because we have the right to have that we get the right to get. But if you don't even try, okay, then uh-huh. you're only going to find yourself back where you were. And that's where I feel like we are right now, okay? I mean, we've got you've got the BM, BLM people doing all this craziness, and you're absolutely right. It's it's interesting that the articles that they talk about after January 6th, they don't break down the color the color or the ethnicity of the people who were doing it. And the reason why is because if they did, it would affect the votes of those politicians that are relying on the silence of the masses. Okay. Hmm. Okay, um, Okay. and finally, one thing that Martin Luther King said that I stand by, I've been using it forever. And I'm, I'm, I'm older, I've watched it, I've watched everything from way back, all right? Before okay. Martin died, after he died, and what came up afterwards. And the one thing that Martin Luther King said that nobody seems to be repeating is that he said that there is nothing in the world more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stu- stupidity. Hmm. And I believe that's where we are now, not just as a black race, but mm-hmm. as a human race. Okay. Hmm. Uh, that's okay. where I believe we are now.
0: Wow.
1: So. Okay. MJ, uh, you know what? I, I, I like that. I really do like that, 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 that the way you explained that, um, I I, <laughs> I mean when you break it down like that I, I do agree but but my question to you MJ um so is there will there be a point to where all this protesting um just beca- everybody looks at it as ineffective and if so what what would be the next step besides protesting
3: is there they're, they're going to keep I I feel like they're going to keep doing this as long as there are people Behind the scenes, who will benefit from it? Okay, and that's not a that's not a Democratic statement, a Democrat statement, or a Republican statement. That is a reality, because both the Democrats and the Republicans are benefiting from 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 what's going on right now. As long as there there's a or there's a saying that goes around all the time. It says, "Never let a good crisis go to waste."
2: Mm. <laughs> and and,
3: <laughs> and both the Republicans and the Democrats are have used that over and over again all right and and that's, and the next step is and I believe this is also the other problem the next step is we've got to we've got to start educating our own
2: hmm. we
3: have got to we have got to stop relying on the school system to empower educate and enlighten our own, okay, because right now we have sat back and allowed the system to take all the, the things that were our responsibility as parents. And they said, no, we'll do that for you. We'll teach your children about sex. We'll teach your children about curfews. We'll even teach your children when to ignore you and have you arrested. We'll wow. teach them all – well, think about it. Right now it's easier for a kid to sit there and get a social service worker into the home than it is for, for you or me or our parent, okay, to, 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 to go out and get a job and find a babysitter. They want us on – and I'm saying black people because it's hitting us harder,
2: right. but this
3: is for everybody. Even the whites are, are, are feeling this pain now, and I think that's why they're angry. And make no mistake, there were a lot of whites at that Capitol. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that they were there because they are angry, not because of black people, okay, and not even because of Trump. I mean they're using Trump as the excuse you know, because they're angry because uh, uh, they believe that the, the voting was crooked. But I think that at the end of the day, if you really look at it, you're going to find that they are just as tired of this as everyone else, and they're starting to realize that the things that they have been doing to black folks forever is now becoming a national thing. The manipulation they did with us, the BS they threw in our direction, it is now spreading into the white areas. OK, Nancy Pelosi is not just taking advantage of the Democratic Party. She's taking advantage of anybody who works under that party, anyone who votes. OK, it used to be just the blacks that got hurt. OK, Democrats and Republicans. Oh, we promise you this and we promise you that. And we're going to, you know, vote for me and I'll set you free. You know that song. You know? <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That tells you how old I just dated myself. But <laughs> 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 it's true, okay? They made that promise to us, and when, and as soon as that person got into office, they forgot who we were. But guess what? Yeah. The white guy didn't mind. Huh?
1: Now they into that. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, but then – but see, the white people didn't think about that. They just kind of said, oh, well, it's another voting thing. I got mine. I don't have to deal with that other conversation, but guess what? Since then, the way they've been treating blacks and other minorities, it's now spilling over into the white area. Okay, mm. the white man's mind is now sitting there going, "Wait a minute! I work for a living. I'm doing two and three jobs, and now you're telling me you're 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 not even going to give me the privilege to ask for a wage
2: increase." <laughs>
3: Where, hmm. where did that conversation come from? Because I I I did my history, and I seem to remember that used to be our argument. I believe we were picking cotton back then <laughs> when hmm. we had that argument. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> we weren't. We weren't complaining. We didn't like picking cotton, but it would. But it would not have been so bad if we were paid properly for it.
2: Mm. Okay.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay? All right? <laughs> but but right. now all of a sudden – now all of a sudden the, you're seeing not only black people, but you're seeing white people standing up in McDonald's and saying, I want this, and I want that, and, and, uh, and, and guess what? You know, I don't know what the next step is going to be, but I can tell you this much. when you, The first sign of, it, of a change is going to be when you find that you can't get in touch with Pelosi or Cruz, when all of a sudden you won't know their addresses, okay, because they mm-hmm. went over to her house mm-hmm. and black, and just totally trashed her place, her house, okay? Right. When it gets to the point, to the point where you can't find them, <laughs> when they're phoning it in, which they're almost doing now, that's when you know that it's about to really hit the fan, because it's one thing when we were complaining about it, but now... They've got their own complaining about it, and there's nothing sadder than a white man that can't get his own. <laughs> I am not yeah. – I assure you I, I am not a racist. Okay, Uh-oh. I've been married for 27 years to a, a very wonderful guy, and he's not black, and I'm, I'm not even bragging about it. I'm just stating a fact. All right. But there are those of us who we look on to this and we say history is definitely repeating itself. But it's not only repeating itself, it's increasing exponentially in the numbers of people who are being affected by it.
0: Ah, OK.
1: So Mm -hmm. so basically a lot of us are looking at this whole thing in the the wrong in the wrong uh, direction, I guess you can say.
3: I think so. I think so. I mean, think of all the quotes that you just gave out here, okay? Right. Those Mm -hmm. quotes should have been told every year for the last 20 years. You no, know I mean? yeah. no, but you know what right. they kept us on? They kept us in La La Land with uh, the "I've Got a Dream" speech. Yep. They kept us. Yep. They kept us. All <laughs> <you're> right. <Yeah. laughs> they kept us blinded with, oh yes, Rosa Parks did this on the bus and all. You know what? They while they kept us blinded with that truth on TV and on the radio. Guess what? They took it out of the schools.
1: Huh? <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> they gave it to us they gave it to us in little blurbs and and, and commercials and ooh, there's going to be a, a a a a sale down at Target and everything and and Martin Luther King's picture is going to be okay they put it all in sound bites on TV and radio I I know you laugh because you know I'm right okay you want to see a sound okay you want to see a sound bite of Martin Luther King go 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 to Target While he's doing, I have a dream, and and, and what Beyonce singing a dream song? What? It has nothing to do with the reason why he was standing there. Right. uh Okay. Nobody sat there and said. Nobody sat there and said when Martin said I had a dream, the the news and the read and the media neglected to mention that he was saying I was having a dream, while at the same time being threatened for his life. Okay, And that's what mm-hmm. makes that speech important, not the fact that he had a dream. Hell, Walt Disney had a dream. It's called Disneyland. It's in California and <laughs> in Florida. Okay?
1: <laughs> Ooh, keep, that, keep telling it.
3: Okay? All right? Walt Disney had a dream. Martin Luther King, when he talked about a dream, he was talking about a dream that people would – that black people – would live, okay? Live, not live in America, just live. Live. Okay? I have a dream. I want my children to survive. I want them to know they can go to school, come back from school without worrying about somebody following them down the street. Okay? In broad daylight. In broad daylight. Mm Okay? Okay? That's the dream that Martin Luther King was having, not this crap that's in front of McDonald's, where if you mention his name, you get a second cheeseburger. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Tell tell me. Okay? Tell tell me I'm wrong. Okay? Not at all. Okay? But no, what happened is you sat up there. You're the only one that's done it today. You're the only one that I've heard who has actually listed all the things, the majority of the things Martin said, because he wasn't just talking about I have a dream. He was talking about common sense, and he was recognizing that that common sense had to be applied on both sides because of the fact that he knew opposite him was another fine black man by the name of Malcolm X. He didn't mm-hmm. hate Malcolm X. He just disagreed. Nope. Okay? Exactly. And so he was talking to not only blacks, but he was talking to Malcolm too. Malcolm Hmm. had to go had to go on a pilgrimage to find out that Martin was talking truth and guess who shot him? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh so much.
2: So much Hmm. for that. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm.
3: You know? All right. And that's what the problem is. And see the reason why I can talk to you about this is because I'm a degreed person. Okay. OK, I love history. All right. But, you know, the other reason why I can talk about this is because when I was growing up in school, history was something you were taught in the mm. classroom right. and not on YouTube. Right. OK. <laughs> I, OK. And you can't find this right now in schools. You can't. All right. You just can't. And I went to a school that had there as well. Yes, we hmm. lived in different areas,
2: but it was mm-hmm. only by a
3: couple of blocks. I was born and raised in Philadelphia.
2: Okay. Ooh, okay. Philly.
3: So oh, that's right. Philly. All right. So we had everybody <laughs> in the classroom. When we went home, we went home into our separate areas, but that was the way it was. Right. But Guess what? The girl the the white girl and the and the and the Italian boy and on and on the the ones who were living all over the place they were sitting next to me, all right, when the teacher was teaching me about Hmm. Langston Hughes.
2: Mm -hmm. And
3: that was that was the sixth grade. uh, Not the the ninth grade. grade. Right. That was not the that was not the tenth grade. Okay. It was not an elective. Okay. <laughs> okay. That was the okay. sixth grade. And, all right. You, and, and I went to school in Philly from kindergarten to the sixth grade. And every year we hit uh, every American thing you want, Independence Hall, et cetera, et cetera. We left and moved into another state oh, another city. Know the name of my high, junior high school? Frederick Douglas Junior High
1: all right (laughs) okay okay there there were
3: whites and blacks and everybody was in that school and guess what we not only learned about uh george washington we learned about george washington carver Hmm. (laughs) okay we not only learned we we didn't learn about you know uh we didn't just learn about thomas jefferson okay Mm -hmm. but we also learned about a woman by the name of phyllis wheatley All right, who was a black woman, a slave, who was raised in the home where the white family taught her how to read and write. And Hmm. then she wrote poetry. All right, her book sold. Okay, this was in the midst Mm -hmm. of people getting lynched. Okay,
1: (laughs) missed. Ain't that something?
3: All right. So there's so much history here that, it, and I and it, and and, it's, and so I don't know what the next step is. And I thank you for allowing me to speak. I'm halfway tempted to get on blocked off myself because we are lacking in common sense. Martin Luther King said we had to use common sense. All of a sudden, you've got black lives. How many black politicians are in the United States today? And how many of them should have gotten on TV during Black Lives Matter and reminded them of what Martin Luther King said?
1: (laughs) Okay. How many of them
3: should have sat there and quoted what you just said?
1: Hmm. Every last one of them.
3: Okay. At least once. Yeah. Even if they were standing in front of Target. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. But No. No, no, that's that's mm-hmm. too difficult. I had to do a paper in school, and uh, and this was for my masters. Mm-hmm. And my I argued, I argued that America actually had two civil rights movements. Mm. There was the one with Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then he died, and then the second half of that civil rights movement. Came with a man who, for the most part, pushed for the kind of violence you're seeing today.
1: Mm. And that was,
3: <laughs> in fact, Jesse Jackson.
1: Jesse Jackson.
3: That's right. Jesse. Because Jesse, Jesse, and Martin Luther King did not get along together.
1: <laughs> right. That is true.
3: Okay. All right. Love As a matter of fact, people don't. But ask how many people know that today. <laughs> Oh. Ask how many people know that now. Should I keep going?
1: Yeah, uh, keep going because they know okay. now.
3: <laughs> All right, Martin Luther King, uh, Martin Luther King, Ralph Abernathy, and Jesse and Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson was just a little whelp, a little pup, but he had big ideas. He wanted this, that, and the other thing. He was ready to raise hell. Martin Luther King and Ralph Abernathy said, "Calm down, Jesse." Calm mm. down. It got so bad that Martin, uh, Martin and Ralph told Jesse to stay in Chicago. He was doing Operation yep. Breadbasket. Remember?
1: Yep, sure did.
3: All right. <laughs> okay. Sure did. did. You, this call did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, did you I'm it?
1: loving it. <laughs> okay. Okay.
3: Martin sat there and said, "You stay here and do breadbasket." What they didn't, what was not really announced, was the fact that Jesse's getting loud. Mm-hmm. Jesse Jesse is starting to do more of a, Ma, a Malcolm X dance. Right. And and he's ready. Okay? Which which
1: you know made made it more him more a liability than anything because he's going against right. the grain now. Yeah.
3: That's right. That made that that put the mark on him. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. if people would just start, it, that's why I say we need to get our people educated again on the truth, because it was Jesse Jackson, okay, who messed up, uh, our Ralph Abernathy's place and position. Okay, they didn't. Mm-hmm. He did not care. That's right. I've, hey, I've got the books.
2: <laughs>
1: Ooh, <laughs> you better I've have got to be saying books. that out loud. <laughs>
3: Uh, 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 hey, you know what? You heard of Stokely, right?
1: <laughs> yes, ma'am. You heard of
3: st- oh, how do you think he wound up sleeping in the fish with, uh, you know, six feet under? Huh. Okay. <sighs> they say that he was sick, sick, but there have been other comments to that. But I'm not going to go there because that's for another time. I believe that that is right. a history that will reveal itself at at a, at a proper time. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they turned around and they left Jesse there with Operation Breadbasket. All right. Up until that time, Martin Luther King and Abernathy were in the forefront. Then Martin dies. Okay, and the world uh, and and America goes quiet. America goes into mourning because a great man has been assassinated. All right. Mm-hmm. About a year mm-hmm. later, a year later, there's a reporter, and I might, I, I I'm not, sh- I don't want to say that I'm absolutely right, but. It was either a New York Times reporter or someone from Chicago. Right before the anniversary of the assassination, he calls Jesse Jackson. And you can check this out on the web too, by the way. I'm not making – I'm not reading this from a book. You can, you can go on the web. I've done a lot of work on this. Right. And the reporter – okay. It's right there on the, on, the, on the search engine, right? And mm-hmm. so he calls, he calls Jesse and says, Jesse, It's been a year. You guys are quiet. Oh, we're still doing our thing. We're still doing Operation Red Basket. We're still A, B, C, and D in it. Uh, Yeah, but you're not as loud and and as vocal as Dr. King was. Uh, Let me write a story about you. Hmm. Okay? Next thing Mm -hmm. you know, there's a story in the paper, and guess what? That was the beginning of the new civil rights, the second half of the civil rights movement. Okay. Well, OK, that's right. All right. Check it out. Check it out yourselves. I mean, believe me, when I wrote it, I got so much input from it. People want to know where I got the information. I said the information is there. Hmm. You just need to look it up. It's there. All of a sudden now, uh, preachers and ministers who are wearing ties and and suits going to, and, and, and preaching in church. Next thing you know, they're all wearing daishikis and afros.
2: <laughs> <Ooh>.
3: <laughs> okay? <laughs> and, and trust me, I had my share of both. I, I looked damn good in them. Okay? <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's, that's – the shift took place. As a matter of fact, there's something now that I'm looking for, and I'm reaching this out to you and anyone else that hears it. I'm looking mm-hmm. for a television show that came out. Uh, about uh-huh. a year and a half after, um, Martin died. Uh, you remember the Phil Donahue show? Yes. That talk show. Yeah. Well, Ralph Abernathy wrote a book. Okay. About his experience, mm-hmm. his life experience. It was basically an autobiography. Hmm. And, uh, and he took I, – I, I have that book too. I, I, you can pull it up on Amazon. I pulled it up about three years ago, and I will never get rid of this book. This is a book <laughs> that I – believe me. Um, I, so I pulled up the book. It was more than three years ago because I was trying to find information. But anyway, um, I remember that Phil Donahue had this show, and uh, he had invited Reverend Abernathy to come on and talk about the book he wrote. Uh But by this time, all right, people were getting nervous about Jesse.
2: Mm, And so
3: Phil Donahue invited Jesse Jackson over as well. Abernathy did not know that Jesse Jackson was going to appear on the show that day.
2: Mm.
3: It was a surprise. Jesse Jackson's whole purpose on being on that show was to totally denigrate, dismiss, and devalue – Every word that came out of Ralph Abernathy's mouth. Hmm. Okay? okay. In the book, okay, now in the book, Ralph Abernathy, Ralph Abernathy talks about how the day Martin Luther King died, it was him, and I can't remember who the other people who were on that, on that second floor. He said Jesse Jackson wasn't even there.
2: Hmm.
3: He said, Jesse Jackson was around up up at the corner, around the corner. He was nowhere near there. And he said, I couldn't figure out for the life of me how he got that blood on his jacket.
2: Hmm.
3: That's in the the book. That's in the book. Hmm. Wow. That's in the book. All right? That's in the book, uh, and if you need information, I'll be more than happy to leave my email. I will give you the links to this. There are too many mm-hmm. people who know this story, but none of them talk anymore because nobody is listening.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: No one is listening is. to this anymore.
2: Hmm.
3: Okay. And I don't need to make it up. I'm I'm just a history person. I just read it. Every time right. I get somebody to read this information, the first thing they go, the first thing they say is, "How come no one's ever talked about this before?"
1: Hmm. I
3: don't know. Ask Maxine Walters.
1: <laughs> Ooh, everybody's auntie. Yeah, right. <laughs>
3: okay. Ask, ask Maxine. Okay. Hmm. Ask. Uh, well, well, what's his name? He died. All right. We are in deep. We are in so deep right now that there's no way to get around it. We can only get through it. And, right. and the first okay. step of getting through it is going to be educating and letting people know that this is not about – this is no longer about color.
2: Mm, okay.
3: This stopped being about color so long ago. It's not funny. Color, the Color is never an issue. Race is never an issue. It is a tool in order to yeah. weaponize. And Mm -hmm. to further the agenda of the few, for the good Hmm. of the few, color (laughs) is not an issue. That's how come now, today, you can look and see. They're not coming after the black vote anymore because the number of Hispanics that are coming in have increased so much.
1: Correct. Yep. Okay. Yep. But nobody's
3: thinking. Nobody's thinking about that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Even though they sit there and
1: tell you that. that that's the, that's the crazy part because it's not like they're hiding it anymore. They're telling you what, what's going on. And you, Absolutely. Like I said, no <laughs> one's listening.
2: Yeah, I said no. all,
1: all the time when you listen to some of these speeches, there are keywords that are used to, to let you know exactly what's going on. And mm-hmm. most people, they miss it because they're just paying attention to what their eyes are showing them, but their ears are just closed. You know? mm-hmm. But it, you know you said something interesting about Jesse, about Jesse Jackson, and I remember mm-hmm. reading some, a couple of articles a while back, some years really. And well, Jesse was kind of suspected of having something to do with Martin getting shot. Now yes. I'm no that's yes, conspiracy is. theory, but uh, you know that's that's some stories out there, and in, in, you know related that's, to that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, would you yeah, put that not- piece to it? Yeah, that kind of brings uh, the puzzle together.
3: Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah, it's an interesting story about that as well because – and this is also on the web. See, what happens is and, – and see, I download and I document this and I tell people that you need to download this because right now we are in a revisionist period, okay? It's, mm-hmm. Everyone thinks that we are, uh, we are doing awesome because uh, YouTube is putting up everything and anything that anyone wants up there. But see, what they're not recognizing is while YouTube is putting information up, there are other people that are pulling documents out.
1: Right.
2: Oh. (laughs) Yes.
3: (laughs) Okay. So I don't know how long, you know, I worry. I'm like, I'm the person that's going, I wonder how long this document will be on the internet before it just disappears. Yes. You know, and nobody knows anything about it. OK, so the uh, what you're talking about, the thing there is it was information and mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I'll have to check again. But I think that there was some comment, uh, some reference to it in the in the Ralph Abernathy book. I'm telling you, it's a thick book. It's a long read, but it's well worth it. So if you go over to Amazon and type it uh, Ralph Abernathy, it, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a it's, it's mind blowing who this man mm-hmm. was. And cool. how the s c l c totally just just set him off to the side because the agenda they decided to follow was jesse jackson's agenda
2: hmm.
1: okay well thank okay. you I, I, you know i am going i'm going to look at it right after the show. I'm going to search it in fact, Please i think i mean... i believe to... you <laughs>
3: I will leave you my email address and if you want any more. But here's the thing, there's this document that was out there now and I don't know if it's not, but Stokely mm. was talking about this. And there was they had said at the time and I'm not saying it's true, I'm not saying it's not true, I'm just repeating what I've read and what I've downloaded. Mm. It suggested it suggested, okay? And this is trippy that uh and this is all I can say about it because this is all the article said at the end. It said that after Martin Luther King was shot, the first thing they did was shut down the state.
1: <laughs> yep, they I remember reading
3: That's right. But you know what, the, what Stokely said? He said that he had reason to believe that even though it was shut down, there were two or three cars that were allowed to go through later on that evening
2: Hmm. past that point. Okay.
3: And, and, uh, and I'm not going to say who he said it was, but if you really think about it, Mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden the man who wasn't upstairs, you know, Abernathy said, I don't know. It's in the book. I don't know how he got that blood on him. He wasn't there.
2: Mm-hmm. (laughs)
3: okay Okay. so there's a lot of damage that we are we we are doing to ourselves all the time and it's not about color anymore it's about power that's all Mm. it's been about that's all it's ever been about our country is one where the people who are up in 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 the white house that (laughs) shining hill okay Mm -hmm. they have taken in People and and belief systems, and they're doing whatever they need to do in order to secure that spot for them. And don't worry about if they die, okay? Because they've always got somebody to replace them. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. Already being
1: trained. That's right. You
3: think Lew- Lewis is gone? Just watch and see what happens. Hmm. Lewis is gone. See who was. Just watch what happens in the next year and mm. see how much of a cookie cutter, a, a cookie cutout is going to be up there at that point because that's what Maxine and the rest of them are looking for. Uh, and they and they do they're they either too, they are either too greedy or too blind and both, more than likely both, blind yeah. and greedy, okay, that they figure. You know, I'll, I'll wait until my deathbed and say I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell you now. If there is a God, and I believe there is, I believe that there will be a point where you cannot say I'm sorry
0: and mm. expect
3: to be uh, absolved. Right. Okay? There is there is something very wrong when you go out of your way to destroy the people that have lifted you up.
1: Hmm. I agree you know? with that. All right, you MJ, know. I love talking to you, but I got some more callers want to come in. I hear you. You go.
3: I've got to get back to work. <laughs> okay. Uh, you take care, hon.
1: You too. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye. All right. You. Okay. There you go. All right. Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here and what do you have for me?
4: Hello, Mr. Talk. Hey, Mays.
1: What's going on? Is that,
4: is, I hope, Why don't you keep on so I can answer a question?
1: Well, she had, she, had, she had to go back to work.
4: I bet she did have to go back to work. Okay. Well, let me tell her about uh, some. I got some experience to tell her not, that not, didn't come out of a book. Black people taught little uh, in down south, they taught little Caucasian children how to read and stuff when they weren't being made. Did she know that? And then when it comes to to the Martin Luther King stuff and Appennappi and all of them, there was a movement before they even put them people in there. She ain't telling us no, we don't already know that we're written in a book. We know stuff from history that was lived lived by human beings
2: and
1: know the truth. And well, Mays, Mays,
4: Mays, Mays, before you get started and
1: get, <laughs> want to go out there and jump on people some bad. people, you know, she does have a point, Maze, because a lot, lot of people not do, does not do not know that because every mm-hmm. every Martin Luther King Jr. holiday now, what do they show you? I have a dream speech, mm-hmm. a Sel- Selma movie, but that's about it. Right? Because girl. most African-Americans won't pick up a book and read.
4: She didn't tell us nothing. That ain't helping us about, what, about the dream and what it was about. She was being talking it, about Maxine Waters and all those people, what they got to do with the dream that King Dale in Congress and doing different stuff. That was some of his dream. But she said it's not about color, and that's all she talked about the whole time. I didn't hear her say nothing about Trump and that administration and what they were doing that had anything to do against color. And then I'm glad that people went to that capital and did what they did. Well, she, well,
1: she did, Mae. She did say something about Trump. She just didn't mention his name, but she did well, say well, something well, about Trump.
4: She talks about Maxine. She talks about everybody. It's right. everybody. Look like it, it ain't about color. I'm sorry. I'm just telling like how I feel. I told you we don't feel. Okay. Something. So, don't sound, so you we feel don't sound, you feel
1: as sound? though this this whole thing is still about color.
4: Yes, it is. Because of the reason, because you can hear him tell you it's about color. Do you have? Do do she have? I um, mean, if you, Mrs. I, I'm around all kind of people. Not only black people, I'm around Caucasian, just like I'm around black people. They can tell you the same thing that I'm telling you. But she won't admit it. The the, the problem is being selfish. It shouldn't be about black people because you said that survey you did, and what they said, the black they think white black people are violent. Now who yeah. do you think did that survey? How many people look like you was in the survey when they did it? Those well, that, that was my first
1: thought, but you know it didn't yeah. specify.
4: Yeah. And stop and stop telling us about a book that she done read. I'm talking about some walking history and talking history where you were there and live part of it and know what was going on. And the man well, that, that, that they uh, ran out of town and put my Luther King there. She need to read that book. Don't come telling us about Which Jenny book. Is which book I is saw it? That too. What? what book is it? What book?
1: The one there you was just no was talking book.
4: about. There is no book. I am the book. I ain't put it in Whoa. no paper. Walking history.
1: But Mays, does does that make your your history in even in, uh, does that make your history any more uh, uh, important than what she was saying? Is it's still it, uh, history that he, we should know.
4: She's going about what somebody put in a book and told her. I'm going about what happened and how it got started. Evan okay. them was not in the beginning to start the civil rights movement anyway. She was not there. She didn't not live there. I did. So that's why I can okay. tell her what she read in that book is something somebody else did. Okay, so so, so instead instead of instead of, instead
1: of fighting or trying to prove her point was right or your point was right, how about no. put the information together and let's create the bigger picture and, we, and no, educate no, no. and look, then look, educate our our own to those facts, <laughs> and then so we talk. have the history to go on.
4: We well, if we we do have the history to go on. If you were down south and you talk to people from down south, if you talk, but to man, everybody didn't live they, down south. No, but you, well, you need to get communicated with someone from down south and know what really happened and how the monument started. Well, and John does, Lewis, well, What has the place John Lewis got to do with anything? I'm saying how the march started. You want to listen. It's like if you don't have a heart, and then you start to put things and say it's not about black, but you're only sitting here talking about black people. <laughs> See, I'm listening. And then okay, you got so to wait. About, uh, Maxine Waters. I'm like, what does she got to do with this? Nothing. But then she ain't talking about the man that got them people over in that capital fighting and trying to threaten people and kill people. And then you talk they did a survey about how dangerous people are. It ain't because of black people that they got out of security on the state. Mays, but she exactly.
1: did she did she did mention uh what was going on in why she just didn't say President Trump. But she did mention it.
4: Well, she didn't say okay. it, but she was mentioning she was mentioning people yeah. in Congress. See she ain't I ain't gonna I ain't gonna say what she wanted to hear to make her happy. Cause I ain't here to do that to people. I'm giving my opinion and they can take it the way they want to. Just like Well give me, some, of, give, you well, give me some more. well give me it. some more give me some more of the
1: maze. give me some more of that history yeah. then. Give me give oh, me some you, more you, of that, that you, information that, you, that you, we're yeah, not, not it, taught. About, we're yeah. not taught in schools and, and, and we don't get uh, during Black History Month and uh Martin Luther King Jr.
4: I was I had given it to you once before and I could do it again. It'd be like she said that white people taught black people how to read. Black women as maids taught their children how to read, took care of them, made sure that they were not spoiled, and did all these things that you see the ones now that wanted to go back to those nuisance and stuff that was up there at the Capitol. If it ain't about race, what is it about? See so if you give them to the tell the truth and find out. Then you are gonna start talking well, about guns. Maybe right
1: maybe it's, it 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 it's more about just inbred violence, and, and that's what they that's all they know because what that's the, what they've that, been educated, right? Does, does that make,
4: make it about, about race? Mister Talk. I always tell you about Rosa Parks was the first woman that got off the bus. That got, right. was got. She was a black. That was put on. The bus. Right. I told you that before. So what? Yeah. I mean, what does that got to do with anything? But then the people that don't know it. It's not my fault because they don't know it. If some, if I told them, I didn't get this out no book. And then but the mean, reason why this look, is
1: it out, it out Hold on, hold on. Be? Because you say it's not my fault. They that don't know it. But if you're not sharing some of your knowledge and I don't share some of my knowledge and we let them continue to, to continue to give us the same old stories over and over again, does that doesn't that kind of become our fault because we're not <laughs> correcting the the, the the lies that we're being told or our children are being taught?
4: Guess what I'm doing now? I'm correcting her with the one she's telling. She's getting it out of a book of effin' and all those people like she's telling. Did you know about FNAF? them being a part of a movie, bringing Martin Luther King in there? Uh, did you know that Rosa Parks was the third person that was put on, that was up the bus? But she didn't get her head beating like the first two. And the man that was doing, was the man that started the Civil Rights Act was not Martin Luther, They, Lucas. The African-American moved out the way. was the name? Uh, I can't think of the name. They ran him out of town. So you see, everybody in the South ain't got no love for these stories. That, his name was Pastor John. But everybody ain't got no love for these people coming around with these bookstores. Yeah, Vernon Johns. Yeah. So she won't talk about him. Why didn't she get on the subject about like him if it wasn't, why that happened? But she want to go to Jesse Jackson. She want to go to everybody except where the source started and why did it start? Because one day it is going to happen For all the God's children got a role. All of them don't have a role. And then all we keep talking about is it's not about color. It's about color, but they just don't want to admit it's about color. If you saw if Black Lives Matter, if you saw them at that capital doing that, do you think they would still have been a have them been splattered somewhere on the other side of the Capitol with a gun. Okay. So I'm telling you, to take the truth and you use it. But, but man, it
1: it, it can, can you really say it's all about color now when you also have white people that's marching with Black Lives Matter? It, that's, what do you that think? You right? That you have some that are just taking licks upside the head, even just like with the, with the Selma March. They had white uh, and different people out there, huh?
4: But what did you see in the Black Lives Matter March that you saw in the Selma thing that you said you watched? Say in 2020, What did you see in the Selma march that you saw in the Black Lives Matter march in 2020? Did you just see them doing a peaceful, they were protesting, were they being beat up or still, or were they just standing out there protesting and nobody was doing nothing to them? It was a peaceful march. We were front of those people, but guess who walked around and said it wasn't? And a lot of people don't want you to say Black Lives Matter. Everybody, all lives matter. But when I hear somebody say it's not about color because it's about Kamala Harris, because all you're hearing them saying is like Biden ain't gonna make it through, he'll make it a year and then she's gonna take over. That's how they fix it for it to be. Hmm. So when you say that, you're wrong. I'm sorry <laughs> if you don't like it. If she ain't at work, she's still listening. I don't call the other. I call to give my side and how I see and feel and see what she was doing. Okay. If she was right. When it wasn't about that, she would been talking about 45 along with Maxine Waters and all the rest of them because they are the same. At the party, okay. and different than the party. And then all of this stuff, Ted Cruz them did. Ain't you want to hear nothing about that? We want to talk about uh, Martin Luther King and Jesse Jackson them, and who was that the murderer, and who didn't have blood on them You don't need to send no books to me, cause I don't need them kind of books. I just like I tell the you, maize. you what a books is just a book that was written by somebody. You know who you want to even know for you or not?
1: Maze, okay. So, I must you down for a it, maze, maze. Mm-hmm. maze. Okay. Calm down first, okay?
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: all right, he now, um, check out the way. now you know there's all always, always I'm always talking about Ted Cruz. I'm always talking about what's right and what's wrong, in my opinion. Uh, and you know I, I don't I don't you know pick one side or the other. If it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Okay, even if I'm wrong sometimes. But what what I'm saying, Maze and. and I understand what you're saying, but what I'm trying to get you to understand, with all that knowledge that you have, right? If you're not sharing it with your grandchildren, your grandkids, whatever, then what what is what is good as having it and not
4: sharing it? They all know the same thing we did because our grandmother passed on down from what she stopped that she even explained the Tuskegee experiment to us because she was in it.
2: Okay. And I take it and I
4: tell right. people about it, and just like these people, somebody ain't gonna take no shot now. It ain't only about the Tuskegee experiments. it's about the other experiments that were done on people that look like us. But we don't want to go there with that. But then you, when you hear them say if it's not about color white, they always gotta say, well the black community got it more than anybody. If God is if God to us to her, he's God to me. So he ain't gonna take do no one no different than you do another one and give us disease if it's something that's killing somebody, do it go over this door and kill this one and skip over to this group and kill that group. Or is it killing everybody? So you have to listen okay. to the same people safe. All so right. Hold I'm on,
1: Maze. Hold on, Maize. Hold on, Maize. Let me bring this other call in, all right?
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> all right. Okay, uh, triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here and what do you have for me?
5: This is Miss Lady, Mr. Talk. How you doing? I'm
1: doing fine, Miss Lady. How are you?
5: Well, I'm, I'm dealing with some issues, but I'm hanging in here.
1: Well, okay.
5: And, yeah. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Anyway, so you I'm not from... sure what um, the argument is um, at all. I'm not sure what uh, Maze is protesting. I'm not sure. Um, but one thing I do agree with her is that it's always about color. Nine times out of ten. And nine times out of ten is, is personal. So, when you have this conflict and um, abuse and domination, it's just, it's just, part, usually, personalness about color. And you know, you can go back in history, in terms of this country, to prove that is true. Um, and when you ask about other people joining Black Lives Matter, well, they joined a black colored group that says that their color matters too. Um, you can't divorce yourself from, it's just a social construct. I think color and ethnicity has just been set up by the powers that be as a social social construct to keep themselves empowered um, at the end of the day and to keep people fighting against each other and uh, trying to dominate each other and trying to get a share of the pie and you know, degrading other people and preventing other people from moving forward in life. But it's used as a weapon. But what do they use as a weapon? Your color, your ethnicity. So I agree with her on that. Okay. So I don't know what the other lady was saying. I I really wasn't listening, so I don't know what her argument or what she was advocating. I I have no idea. But I just wanted to, to, uh, you know, when you have the people going into the Capitol, the insurgents, the treasonous, you know, carrying Confederate flags, I mean, it's pretty obvious um, what color they prefer and what color that they disregard or don't think is valuable or unwanted what should be subject to abuse?
1: Okay, so let me ask you this question then, and, and uh, this is basically the, the, the question of the show. Besides protesting, will protesting ever not be enough? Out there marching.
5: Well, we can look at historically how far has it gotten, black people, all the protesting and all the uh, for decades. Right for, I'm not sure when the first protest march happened, but it was, I'm sure, before the 60s. So there's been maybe little incremental steps, you know, forward, but then there'll be something to push you back. So, you know, the crime bill, the 1994 crime bill, that pushed um, black communities way back, on, uh, you know, um, subsequent to. You know the protest marching in the '60s, mm-hmm. and then there's systems set up, you know, to to have to have the outcome that is wanted. So you have ongoing discrimination, racism, poor education, um, employment issues, um, gentrification, um, inability to obtain, you know, housing loans, and and that's true. I mean, years ago I met. Um, people that were able to get two pieces of property on the teacher's salary, yet other people who made more money had a very difficult time getting, you know, black people getting housing loans at a great interest rate. So, I mean, it's just on, it just goes on. You go into a car dealership, you get the worst interest rate. You go to get your car repaired, they lied to you. You have to pay twice as much as somebody else. It's just, it's through all swaths of society, so I don't know how much I think protesting is is calling attention and is actually sh- uh, showing the hypocrisy of this country um, and all the sheen, all this fake sheen that they had, you know, about this being the land of the free and we're so democratic and everybody gets a chance. And, you know, that's why they got rid of affirmative action because, oh, you should see past skin color. And when they never have and they never will... But um, I think sound policy and, and law and repercussions when you break the policies and laws and with strong leadership at the top of corporations, of government filtering all the way down to that supervisor on the jobs, that needs to be really um, looked at and needs to be uh, just not something that's said and not done, but there needs to be repercussions on people who engage in abuse like that toward other people. Until it's really addressed in a policy and legal way with repercussions, it's not going to really change. There'll be little incremental steps, and then they'll push you back. And there'll be some more little incremental steps, and they'll push you back. Hmm. I really okay. believe strongly in reparations. Um, I know Joe Biden and Kamala Harris does not believe. They stated they didn't believe that want to do reparations. Um, I think it's it's, um, it's it's absolutely needed in some form or or, or or actually in many forms. It can be done.
1: Yeah, that is true, but my worry. Well, and I see, when you start talking about reparations, that's a whole different, that, that's totally different. Yeah, that's
5: another subject. Uh, now, subject. now you're no. talking about really addressing it. If you want to talk about really addressing the problem, that would be a big factor, as well as policies and laws and, per, and repercussions. You can have all the policies. They, oh, we, you know, they always have policies. We don't believe, engage in harassment and and discrimination, and then it continues. So there needs to be a real, I mean, seriously dealt with. There's an actor right now who was on, I think it was a show with others. It was, oh, the Justice League, a black man, and he complained of being harassed and harassed by a producer, director, three of them. And of course, it did, it went in nowhere. And they and they're um upholding these men that harassed that that black man. And he says he will never work for that for those people ever again in his life. Now I don't know how his career will pan out at this point. It it, it was this was just on the internet the other day. Okay. So you know. I uh-huh. ahead.
1: No, go ahead. Go yeah, so I'm just
5: saying that this, this is a lot of hypocrisy here. It's a lot of lip service. And some companies are much better than others, I have to say. Some government institutions, you know, are better than others. And it depends on what department and what kind of leadership you have, wherever you are. But in terms of this wide-ranging discrimination, it exists, and mm. incremental steps. I'm not gonna. You will
1: be. They'll be looking at this a hundred years from now. We'll be talking about the same thing. Yeah. Well, you know, as I was gonna say, you know, when you start talking about reparations, I, 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 I feel a couple of ways about reparations. Number one, it has to be set up to where um, everyone will benefit from it. Okay. Now, most of the time, everyone. Wait, a minute, everyone? wait a minute, Okay, every person of color. Okay, everyone. Well, let you know what, let's even change that. And at this point, you can't just say every person of color, because a lot of the the bloodlines are so mixed right now. And that's going to be Oh, my gosh, it's going to be a bear to sit up anyway. Okay. Regardless of how they set it up. Number two, as in the black community, my thought before you receive any type of reparations, we need uh, um, we need education. We do. Because most people, when they think of uh, reparations, they're thinking financial, you know, repayment. But even if that happens there's going to be need some education because we know we aren't good. Most of us aren't that great with money, especially if you're given a large sum of money. I hate to make it sound stereotypical, but that's the truth. So before any of that happens, we have to educate ourselves. Now, as far as uh, Congress, I know every year there's a bill that's actually introduced. Um, I forgot where the, where this guy's from, but he introduces this bill every year and it just sits on their dies on the floor. So eventually, the conversation has to be had, well, will be had. But the question is, until then, you know, we're protesting, marching, you know, chanting, but it seems like everything is moving or not even moving, you know, because it starts up, it gets heavy, and then it dies. It starts up, it gets, and then it dies. Okay, so we, what we need is continuation, even when the the, the uh, news media and all that are not out there Okay So when, when we start talking about that I think, you know, we have to get As I say all the time Get from on the surface and dig to the bottom And see exactly what it's going to take Or what is is, is the, the Reason it's not happening And I truly believe it's not happening Because in a lot of instances It's not going to turn out favorable For a lot of politicians, number one and number two is they have no idea how to do it. You know, this this last congressional election, man, th- this is, will be one of the most diverse um, houses of Congress they have ever um, elected. What's the problem with that? They still have the old heads in charge, the Pelosi's, the McConnell's, the, the, the Schiff's, the Schumer's. All them guys are still in power. So how you expect for any of that to change if you don't change the leadership? The head of the snake is the same, so they're gonna continue to fight it. They're gonna continue to 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 say, "Nah, we'll come back to that," or better yet, "What do I get out of it?" So when Will we start talking about these things, that, 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 that is why we have to really sit back and think about it and, and, and know what we're going to. You know what the problem with Black Lives Matter is? I'm going to tell you what the problem with them is. Number one, the biggest problem with them is they don't have any real leadership. They have over 12 chap- different chapters in this, in this country alone, and all of them are basically operating on their own beliefs or what they want.
5: You know why I think do they're the- doing this that way? Because they don't want to be murdered. Leaders are always murdered. So I think there's a, a decision not to do it, to not have a, a, someone out front.
1: Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 Miss Lady. Did you say they do it that way because leaders are always murdered?
5: Well, Martin Luther King was, Malcolm X was, um, Garvey was rendered penniless.
4: Get, oh, don't have okay. To, uh, so so once, a leader, that,
1: uh, once, once a so-called leader is murdered, it's over with. Emerges. The movie is dead, right? Well,
5: they they have a history of killing leaders that are advocating for things like Black Lives Matter. That's that's common knowledge. Um, I think that's why I think that they have purposely done it the way they've done it. They murdered the little boy in Flint. Uh, two of them that were out there leading protests. Mm. Okay. Support. They murdered another one. Uh he was somewhere else. They're in their twenties out there, uh, the head of protest movement. Very community involved Killed. Last year. They don't play.
1: And that, so, but the that thing is, because because they don't play, does that are that's supposed to make us uh fearful? and, and and just, that has nothing you know, to do with no, no. my
5: point. My point was that they're not designating a leader because more than likely they don't want to get murdered. That was my point. Now, secondly, if you, there's a Ph.D. economist named Dr. Sandy Darity that has written a book. He's done extensive research. Um, he's spoken many times with Miriam Williamson, ran for president. She's pro-reparation. And he has a book, it's kind of, you know, very kind of academic, and lays out the case for reparations and how it could be done. There are different people he he quotes, and everybody has a different idea of how, and they're not all black people, but of how reparations can be done. Um, It's not just giving out checks. So uh, if you want to um, just look him up on YouTube, listen to him or get his book. And and, um, you can learn more about in terms of uh, reparations on first of all, how do you determine who should get reparations, and in what form and method should it be given? Uh, You know what I'm saying? So that's what they're talking about in uh, Kent, Dr. Berry. Hmm. But there's been, um, uh huh. So, um, um. So yeah, so it it, yeah, it it can be done. (laughs) That is, that all depends on who's willing to push for it and get it done. Do they want to take the political uh, consequence of pushing for it? They might, you know, ruin their career, their political career. Some I believe that they should be done, but they ain't gonna get out there and say it. Mm, All right. Like I said,
1: it's always about
5: race. It's always about race? It's always about race. 99% of the time. Otherwise, we wouldn't even need reparations. (laughs) We wouldn't even be on the issue. It wasn't about race.
1: (sighs) Mm. You know, and... and, uh, I don't like the word race. That's why I use ethnicity, because when you say race to me, is a competition. And maybe that's why the word is used, because it's a competition. Maybe they feel it's a competition between, you know, the different people. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's why I use That's
5: a good point. Ethnicity. Yeah, that's
1: interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I always say, you know, words matter, and you have to choose the words that you use correctly, because that's that's what the politicians do. You know, they choose their words very carefully, and each word has a, a, a specific meaning and a, a designation. You know, and, and yeah, I always I'm still say, am to figure you, I out what. Know. You have to listen to key words because key words are important. Okay? I'm and still to trying to figure out what
5: Clinton huh? meant. Remember when he said, What is is, is, what is the is, <laughs> whatever, when he was up in that impeachment trial? It was like, it depends on what the definition of ears is. I'm like, what?
1: Okay. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> you almost lost me there. But okay, I got you now. <laughs> okay.
5: All right. Well, you got, thank you, Miss you, Lady. Yeah. Huh? You, you're welcome.
1: All right. You have a great day, ma'am. <laughs>
5: okay. Good to hear okay. from you. Bye-bye.
1: Okay. Right. Okay. That was Miss Lady and the caller before was Mays, and of course, MJ, and, and all these young ladies have, <laughs> stop it, MJ, I know I said young ladies, um, but uh, yeah, all of us, you know, all of them have some very interesting things to say, and you know, it, it's important that if, you know, okay, let me go and tell on myself, you know, I, I remember back in, in the 70s, the 80s. You know, you hang out with your grand grandparents. You know, whether you're sitting on the the, the 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 edge of the bank fishing, or you got a cookout, and you 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 know the older the older members of the family are in telling stories. And as a youngster, we going, yeah, nah, you know, whatever. It, it, it's not really paying any attention to it. But if you really think about some of the stories that were told then, if we think about some of those. Now, I'm not going to say everybody's going to have these memories, but for those that do, you will find there's a lot of truth in what they were saying then that can be uh, um, used today. It's today's society. You know, back then, or, or that, that 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 crazy uncle, you know, we all had that little crazy uncle get that joy juice in him and, you know, start spouting out stuff, whether it be family secrets or just stuff that they were a part of, they wouldn't tell you they were a part And it's stuff like that that will stand and move forward. I believe. I I really do. The problem I had with the with the old the generation a couple generations ago is they believe what they knew. With if you didn't ask them, they weren't going to tell you. They were not going to tell you. And most of them went to their graves with it, with the information. Some of them were actually slaves, shareholders, you know, children of uh, slaves, uh, share, croppers, and the stories were real. The stories were real. I often find myself going back and remembering some things my great-great-grandmother told me, and I just shake my head because I'm be like, my God, look at this. You know, at the time, you know, you, you're like, yeah, okay, all right, you just need to talk to somebody, okay, da-da-da-da. Well, you think about it, there's some real stuff being told out there. Even sitting back watching watching um Selma this morning, I shook my head. Because to see those troopers on the other side of the bridge standing there in riot gear, all like, right, wait a minute, didn't we just see that last year here? Didn't we just see that? you know, uh, um, what is it? Uh, um, B- blood acts Saturday down in Jacksonville, Florida. Most people that live in Jacksonville, Florida have no idea about that. One of the, the, the bloodiest days in the, in, in Jacksonville, Florida's history. And honestly, I didn't know about that. And I'm from I, I lived there. I grew up there. And I didn't find out about it until last year. See, that's the part of our history, you know, that that's what I'm saying. If we have history, share our history with our kids. So they will understand the struggle. They will understand why we, we, we protest, why we march. They will understand why a lot of individuals don't want to uh, practice violence and why others want to practice violence. You know, we we have the people out there. They're out there. You know, you you, you break your neck buying them a Xbox or a PlayStation, whatever them dang on games is, but you won't buy them uh, a book or, or a card to read. That's why I love my mother. You know, that's why I love because my mother went out and bought me the autobiography real Malcolm X. And at the time, I had no idea who that guy was. She said, Here, here's, I'll need you to read this. And it started me on a journey of discovery. You know, don't leave it up to the school system because we know they're going to jack it up. I mean, think about it. Last year, uh, um, came out with the 1619 project, and immediately, Immediately, there was backlash. The president of the United States said, nope, we can't teach that because it's teaching them wrong stuff. Well, real history is wrong. No, I'm going sign an executive order to where we're going to have all patriotic teaching. What the heck is patriotic teaching? Because someone dared to question the validity of the lies that you have told? That's all I'm saying, y'all. We we have to do better with education. If we educate, I think we will actually do better. But going on half cock, or just because someone get killed and somebody say, we're going to march, but you don't ask why we're marching. You don't ask what's the reason. We're marching, and some of them go just in case something happens. Okay, the name of the book that MJ was talking about is And the Walls Come Tumbling Down, the autobiography autobiography of Reverend Ralph Abernathy. Okay, Amazon is on Amazon. So y'all want to check it out? I'll be checking it out because I love stuff like that. You know, but yeah. So that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You know, protests continue to protest. I guess, you know, it. it, as I said before, if you look back on the history of this country, you know, when one group doesn't like what the other is uh, doing, it usually ends up face to face, yelling at arguing, which is no problem. Y'all know the problem. The other problem is with with protesting, and The majority of the people in the march are civil and just want to, you know, march. But they always take that one person, that one individual to get things started. They may not be be, be even a part of any one of the movements, but just to get out there and run their mouth, start talking, and bam. But then the message is gone. The meaning of the march is gone. The new narrative of the march is they're violent. They're destroying their own. Now, psychologists have, have you know, there are different reasons why, you know, riots turn, I mean, um, um, protest turns violent or turns into riots. And, you know, it's the normal garb about, you know, some of, some of the people may have been bullied and social economical problems and so forth and so on. My personal opinion is just like the Panthers. Just you know, just like uh, Malcolm and even Martin. I still say Martin. You know, they were done in from the inside. From the inside. It wasn't from the outside. It was from the inside. It was But don't believe me, go and check it out. I always tell y'all, go check it out for yourself. The information is out there, just like and I tell you don't laugh at me when I say this, but I'm gonna let you know, just like you have never heard and some of you didn't never had never heard it until you heard it here on this show, but Herbert Hoover was a black man, a very light-skinned black man. that's why he had to keep so many secrets on so many people. But they're not going to teach you that because they have the national FBI building named after Herbert Hoover. I'm telling you, just stuff like that. They're not going to tell you that because it ruins the narrative. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, y'all. That's all I'm saying. But anyway it's been fun i have enjoyed this today and i want to thank y'all for joining me mj um first time caller um you morning welcome to call back anytime i really enjoy speaking to you Maze, miss lady hey i see you i see you thank y'all for hanging in there with me as well Sadak, i see you, brother um and everybody else out there listening or who may be listening later on the archives i want to thank y'all um, for hanging out with me. It, it means a lot. As I often say, you know, without y'all, I, would, I wouldn't have a show. I really wouldn't. But I want to say thank you very much. Um, today is put aside to celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Um, day. And as I said at the beginning, you know, it's good to celebrate Martin, you know, because he believed in nonviolence, whatever. But I think they sh- we should also celebrate Malcolm as well. You know, I do. Because Malcolm was an important figure um, in the black community as well. The only problem is, you know, he was that key word, Muslim, and they can't have that. Can't give a Muslim they day, right? The nation of Islam. I don't, I'm not going to go there, but I'm just saying he should, because his his teachings and his beliefs played a um <laughs> we're bringing bringing a uh, brings a different aspect and different thought process but the the goal at the end was the same no make the black population better improve but yeah so anyway that's gonna do it for me Hey, if y'all want to talk to you know, send me messages or anything after the show, you can hit me up at Eric L E T S talk at gmail.com. Um, Facebook, Eric Let's Talk. Or let's talk with Eric Jackson on Facebook, yeah. Um, Twitter driven for FOR Life 62 and Instagram gonna do it for us today. I wanna to say thank you once again. It's been fun. But, but y'all know we got to run. Bowling is calling. But uh, once again, thank y'all for hanging out. And I think I'm going to take y'all out of here today with some uh, Louisiana Blues Brothers. Yeah, man, we're going to get our party on because it's Monday. It's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We had a great show. So let's get it on. See y'all Monday, next Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific. Um, This has been Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, baby. If you can laugh at yourself, everything else is going to be gravy. All right? So, y'all have a good one, man. I'm out of here.
3: Twitter, and Instagram.
0: Bye-bye.
4: <laughs> With the Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.